Selena Gomez may have 150 million Instagram followers, but she's speaking out against social media. We'll tell you why ahead. Also, Alabama Senate passed the most restrictive abortion laws in the nation, but not all pro-life groups are happy about it. And a new TV show is in the works about the true crime story of a pastor who turned to a life of crime. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All of those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, even powerful e-commerce solutions. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. All right. To tell us about those stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, what's going on, man? Hey, Jesse. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. So there's a, this is an interesting docket of stories uh, for today's day. Let's start with Selena Gomez. So she kind of publicly said, even though she's one of those popular uh, users on Instagram, that she's not a fan of social media. What, what did she have to say? Well, she probably has good reason to be if you've uh, if you've one of the people who follows her social media account. And, and there are quite a few people who, who do. Uh, as you probably remember, Jesse, she faced uh, a lot of backlash uh, and bullying f- about some uh, perceived slights against Justin Bieber that took place a few years ago. And th- those were uh, very publicly difficult for her to, to deal with, and, and she had a def- difficult time working through those with her mental and emotional health. So these recent comments came to us from the Cannes Film Festival, uh, where she's promoting her new movie, The Dead Don't Die, which she's in with Bill Murray and Adam Driver and Tilda Swinton, where she actually gave a pretty sweeping condemnation of all social media. So, you know, she's obviously had kind of a conflicted background with social media, but what did she say in this context and uh, specifically? Yeah, so here's the quote. She said, I would say for my generation specifically, social media has really been terrible. It does scare me when you see how exposed these young boys and young girls are. They are not aware of the news. I think it's dangerous for sure. I don't think people are getting the right information sometimes. And uh, Mm. then she went on to say, quote, I think it's pretty impossible to make it safe at all this point. I'm grateful I have this platform. I don't do a lot of pointless pictures. For me, I like to be intentional with it. It just scares me. I'll see these young girls at meet and greets. They're devastated dealing with bullying and not being able to have their own voice. It can be great in moments. I would be careful and allow yourself some time limits of when you should use it. Um, and, and what Gomez is saying here, she's echoing a real a growing concern, especially among young generations like Gen Z. Um, they tend to prefer visual video driven media like YouTube and Snapchat to social media the way older generations might think of it. Experts say that Gen Z has seen the dangers of overexposure online. They felt the effects of bullying and they aren't super interested in repeating the same mistakes of millennials and boomers did before them with social. 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting that, that someone like Selena Gomez, who, like you said, has such a huge platform mm-hmm. on Instagram and, uh, you know, so well known because of her work on Instagram, you know, speaking out. I think it's a wise thing. You know, it's, it's similar to, you know, Bo Burnham's film, Eighth Grade, last year, which made mm-hmm. a lot of noise. I kind of looked at the social consequences of, of living online. Um, so, Tyler, I want to turn to political news. Uh, this was a really big story um, that, you know, I've seen a lot of people talk about from different angles. A big abortion bill was passed here in the United States. I believe it was in Alabama. Why is this bill in particular so significant? Well, it's part of a trend. Uh, we've, been, we've talked about a couple of these abortion bills that have passed in recent weeks here on The Daily. This new one from Alabama is the most restrictive abortion bill in the U.S. Uh, it effectively bans abortion in almost all cases. The only exception would be wow. made is if either the mother or the baby's life is at risk. Under this new bill, doctors who perform abortions could have up to 99 years in jail if they're found guilty. Uh, unlike some other restrictive abortion bills that have been passed recently, women themselves are not held criminally liable. Criminal liable in these cases. Um, But it's still controversial. There were proposed amendments to this bill that would have made exceptions for cases of rape and incest. Um, Every woman and every person of color on the Alabama Senate voted for that amendment, uh, but they were ultimately overruled by an entirely white male block of Senate votes. Uh, The bill is headed to Alabama Governor Kay Ivey. She has not said one way or the other whether she will sign it yet, but she is well known to be opposed to abortion. So, uh, you know, is is this largely being viewed as a win for the pro-life movement? Largely, yes, but it does depend a little bit on who you ask because not every pro-life group is celebrating it. On paper, this is probably the movement's, the pro-life movement's biggest legal win, uh, possibly ever since Roe v. Wade legalized abortion in the U.S. Uh, and it has been cheered by a lot of pro-life groups and advocates. I want to be clear about that. But there are some anti-abortion advocates who are expressing skepticism for a few reasons. One big one is concerns that bills like this one are sort of too much too soon. They're worried that these bills could go all the way up to the Supreme Court and then get struck down, which would end up just strengthening Roe v. Wade's uh, position mm. for future generations. The court does have a little bit of a conservative tilt right now, which is in pro-life groups' favors, but these justices have not been as reliably opposed to abortion in votes as many activists had hoped. That's why many pro-life groups have preferred a more of an incremental approach in past mm. years. Um, and then another big reason is just healthcare infrastructure. In Alabama, only 29 of of their 67 counties have hospitals with prenatal and natal services. Uh, Hmm. Nearly half of those 46 hospitals where women can deliver babies are in the four most populous counties, meaning a lot of rural counties don't have any access to these services at all. And the rest of these uh, hospitals are, to quote one journalist, few and far between. So the question is, is the U.S. healthcare up to the task of providing for children after they're born? Uh, The fact, of course, that the U.S. has one of the highest infant mortality rates in the developed world would suggest that we've got a ways to go. Well, Tyler, that's definitely a story we need to keep an eye on. I have a feeling there's going to be some interesting developments with that in the coming weeks, especially as Governor Ivy decides on whether or not she's going to sign that uh, piece of legislation. And finally, uh, there is a, a, a show coming out. <laughs> the premise, I mean, I like, the, I mean, the elevator pitch, you got me. A pastor turned bank robber. Uh, yeah. Tell me about the show. 
Uh, and it's based on a true story, which makes it even better. So this is the this, this show that's coming out is based on the true story of Herbert Emerson Wilson, who was a Canadian minister uh, who turned to a life of safe cracking and became one of the most successful bank robbers in modern history. So he wrote a book about his exploits called, and I love the title, I Stole $16 Million. <laughs> and the book, when it was published, caught the eye of Stanley Kubrick, the very famous director. Uh, and he turned it into a screenplay. Uh, Kubrick died about two decades ago, never got around to adapting it. But a new production company is now turning the script into a miniseries that's looking to go into production next year. So Emerson Wilson's story uh, is going to be uh, uh, finally, hopefully get the attention that it deserves. I'm very interested to see how this goes. I, I might even read the book and I'll, I'll, I'll obviously bring an update, a review of that uh, to daily listeners when I get a chance to. The show is going to be called God-Fearing Man and we'll obviously keep you updated about any casting developments that happen. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. Kubrick, bank robbing. I love it. Safe cracking. It seems like it's such an old school way of, <laughs> yeah, of that's robbing not, yeah, banks. Yeah, yeah this, this was a pre-internet era uh, bank robber, I think. But I like the idea. I like the idea of safe crack. I don't know how you... I think we were talking about this earlier. I don't know at what point a pastor discovers that he's got a knack for safe cracking, <laughs> but, but Herbert did. The good for him. <laughs> For some reason, safe crackers, all, I don't picture them like, you know, uh, point break bank robbers. They're more like hamburglers to me. You know, the mask, the striped shirt. The striped the, shirt. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The bag of, of bounty over their shoulder. So can't, can't wait to see God Fury Man comes out soon. Well, Tyler, thanks, man. Well, that's it for today's Relevant Daily. To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the print magazines and our other podcasts for more great content like this. We're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.